welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nittany Blues Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by my co-host and wingman, Vince. And Penn State is on a bye this week, so we don't have a game preview for you this week, but we still got a jam-packed pod here for you. We're going to be giving out some mid-season bye-week report cards for the team going uh, down by position group, so that should be a fun conversation. We've also got a ton of football news, a bunch of news from other sports that are going to be picking up here pretty shortly for Penn State, so uh, definitely not one that you want to miss, even though it's uh, not so heavily focused on a particular opponent of Penn State's, but uh, Vince, how you doing, brother? Uh, the Phillies are are currently winning, so life's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm doing good. Red October, Phils are winning, 80 degrees, sunny, can't complain. Are you are you a fan of like the 80 degree surge? Yes, absolutely. Um, I hate when it gets cold. Then I just have to like start layering up and then I got to do more laundry. And if I want to like ride my bike, I got to throw on like several layers to like not freeze. So I'm very much enjoying the like last bit of uh, I, I consider this fall weather like when it's like 50s in the morning and like maybe the high is like to 80. I consider that fall mm. weather, weather if the, the mornings are cool. Uh, how about you? Do you consider yeah. this fall weather? No, no, I don't. This is like last gasp summer weather for me because for me, the like peak fall weather is when you're able to put on like a hoodie and like be comfortable. Like I'm, ta- I'm talking like a cold Sunday and you're just layered up in sweats watching football and stuff like that is that's like the greatest time of year for me. So I and I'm just like a person who like I, I've always hated being too hot. So I love the fall, like just with the weather, like kind of dipping down to like make it a bit more seasonal. I can understand like in your case, like why you would prefer the prefer the heat a little bit more because you're outside just like so often. So having Mm -hmm. like some nicer weather uh, in that regard, I'm sure is more uh, is preferable for you. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to I guess what is it next week? It's supposed to like dip back down to like the 60s. That's 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 more my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's looking like 50s next week, and it might be like uh, the time of year when uh, I start wearing like hoodies and sweatpants to work instead of, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, the, the basketball shorts. So um, <laughs> like the usually good usually you are. Yes. So usually when the kids see me in sweatpants, they're like, OK, it's probably kind of cold. Like I should bring a hoodie <laughs> to class. <laughs> are you like one of those people that will wear shorts for as long as possible? Like down into like until it gets into like the 50s or 40s absolutely um i'm not to the level of commitment of a let's say a matt ruby uh if you're a ceiling yeah. girl alum uh <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that kid wear uh pants just always shorts uh no matter how cold it was um <laughs> so i i'm not that hardcore once it gets to like i would say once the, like it's below 60 I'll, I'll start wearing sweatpants, but we'll, we'll see. Usually like I'll have one day where I, I'll I'll have one day I'll wear it till I regret a day. So like, if it's like in the fifties and I'm cold in like the afternoon and I'm like, Oh man, I should have wore sweatpants today. Usually that's kind of the kick in the bottom. Like, all right, I don't want to be cold anymore. And then it's like sweatpants. So 
Uh, we'll see how it goes, see how long I can last. But, um, you know, hopefully the uh, the Phillies last longer than I do, um, you know, without wearing uh, sweatpants. Nice. Yeah, that's a good measuring stick. So, um, all right, let's get into some stuff here. I think uh, since it is Wednesday um, and Penn State held their open practice, might be good to start off with some uh, some news that we got from uh, the crew uh, since media access was allowed. Uh, we got some updates on some injuries, um, actually some pretty good news um, and some good sites. So uh, really starting off with uh, Katron Allen. Uh, he was practicing with the rest of the team today, which is really good to see since he uh, left the Northwestern game with uh, kind of a, you know, an undisclosed injury. Didn't really know like what had happened to him, the severity of it. So good to see him out there playing. Uh, Franklin hinted uh, after the practice uh, was over that of, uh, offensive lineman JB Nelson's injury is not season ending. Um, so we know that for a fact. I mean, we know that uh, James Franklin likes to keep the injury news pretty close to the chest uh, doesn't like to give out too much information on that front, but he is, um, you know, pretty quick and pretty, uh, opaque, you know, when it comes to like season ending stuff. Uh, so he said, you know, it's not season ending. So, uh, what that means though, is that we could see him against UMass. We could see him against, uh, you know, like Michigan state or anywhere in between. So kind of hard to, uh, uh, gauge that, but uh, still good to know that it's not season ending. Um, and he also uh, made some comments about Trey Wallace and said that he actually did have the chance to return to action against Northwestern, but he uh, slightly tweaked his pre-existing injury a little bit, uh, says that he got stepped on again and like tweaked whatever was wrong with him um, in practice, uh, but that he was full go. So it's just like one of those things. So looking pretty good that he'll be back uh, for UMass, which is great obviously because uh Penn State um needs you know just as many healthy guys as they can get especially when they're in search of uh some off uh explosive plays on offense uh, having his speed is uh you know hard to replace but yeah so some some good stuff you know at least uh just in the in the early goings after a bunch of question marks after the Northwestern game yeah um some of those injuries uh first we'll start off with Katron Allen don't play him against UMass don't like you don't yeah. need him for UMass <laughs> split it between uh, Nick and Trey Potts. Um, you know, I think traded enough to, you know, show all of the Nittany nation that he's a very capable backup and he can handle more reps. Uh, fun fact, he's actually the, the only player on the team with a passing, receiving and rushing touchdown. So um, he's really balled out in the limited opportunities that he has had. So um, that's my first thought on, Hey, Jamie Nelson. Just to inter interject here, uh, fun little fun fact about Trey Potts. So uh, we obviously know where he's from um, mm -hmm. in uh, in Williamsport. So the beer, the beverage that I am drinking right now, the Whiteout from uh, New Trail Brewing Company, is from Williamsport. So we've got a nice little tie in there. Yeah, nice little Williamsport connection. Uh, so that's my yeah. first thought on on injuries, and then with yep. JB Nelson. I'm not being optimistic about seeing him anytime soon. Uh, he was carted off. If you're carted off, that's a bad sign. Um, mm -hmm. Even with Olu Fashano last year, they were like, oh, it's not season ending. And did we see him in the Rose Bowl? We did not. So I'm uh, not being super optimistic there. Um, hopefully he does get better. Uh, 
In terms of Trey Wallace, I'm really hoping that uh, he was not in the game when Penn State had the big lead. Um, because at, at that point, if you know a guy's like dealing with the niggle, especially a hamstring, ham- hamstrings are really tricky. Um, you know, being a track guy, I, I know that because, you know, if you, you tear something, it's like, okay, there's six weeks or then when you come back, it's not right. And if you re-aggravate it, it can side lie to you longer. So hamstrings are really tricky. So I don't see why you waste him on a Northwestern. I, I understand that you want to, you know, get live reps in, in action, but when you're jeopardizing health, when it's a very long season, uh, I don't think we should be be doing that. So those are those are a couple thoughts on uh, some of the injuries heading in. Um, so do do you, do you remember if uh, Trey Wallace was played in like the first half or the second half of Northwestern? I don't think he appeared at all during that game. Oh, okay. I thought he he did play and then he reaggravated it. You said no. I think he. I think it was a thing that he got. He got a little more banged up after recovering. Like he uh, retweaked his injury during practice. Is kind of the vibe that I got from Franklin's comment. So I don't think he appeared at all during the Northwestern game. Okay, that makes that makes more sense because I'm like, I don't think they would waste him on Northwestern, especially in the second half. They, right. they had a lead because you know. So here's uh, another news bite that I uh, I want to get your thoughts on. Because um, I want to see if we align on this. So uh, there was some some news that came out from the Penn State social media sphere recently uh, in the form of a new beer affectionately titled Buckeye Tears. And uh, this this beer <laughs> was uh, produced by Penn State alums, I believe, and it's being distributed by uh, or it's being served at. I believe it was something like 12 different breweries that are owned by other Penn State alums. And the can features a uh, Brutus the Buckeye crying um, with Penn State fans cheering in the background. Like that's that's the label on this thing. Um, so it caused a little bit of a stir <laughs> because, you know, Ohio <laughs> State faithful did not exactly take too kindly to this. Um, so, Vince, let me ask you and then I'll give you my thoughts. Uh, do you like this or do you hate this Buckeye tears? I think it's hilarious. I, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I think the, the can design sounds really cool. Uh, I think the only way it could be better if there was a maybe a block six kind of, uh, you know, Easter egg on the, <laughs> the label. I haven't seen this label yet, but if there's like a block six, six Easter egg, that would be pretty sick. So I think I think it's well deserved, yeah. too, because that year we should have went to the college football playoff. But they were like, eh, no, we're going to give it to the team that didn't win the Big Ten East. So uh, a little salty about that. Also, I think it's hilarious because it's Ohio State. If you get a block six in there, that's that's an A plus for me. Yeah, no, I got you. Uh, so I I can see your side of things. However, I personally hate this. And <laughs> here's the reason why. <laughs> Um, I just I just think that this is like it's just odd to try and dunk on a team that Penn State has only beaten once in the past decade. Um, to me, this would kind of be like this would kind of be like Pitt fans creating a beer called something like Nittany Lion Tears uh, for the one win that they had against us in 2016. Like I just I just don't I don't vibe with like creating something like this when 
you historically, you know, at least in like recent history, do not have like such great success against that team. That's just me because this also kind of bleeds into another one of our um, topics here, which is uh, superstition in sports. Like, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of like putting that kind of stuff out there. It's like we, we finally have like, you know, a team that can realistically compete with and beat Ohio state at a lot of these different positions. Why are we putting like this kind of karma out there into the universe with like a, with this beer and just, you know, so to me, it's just like nothing good can come from it. So I'm, I'm in the, in the detractor section. I don't know. I think, I think some banter's always good. Um, so I, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's in, in all fun, all fun and games. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So final news bit I got here for you. Um, reports are that Christian Veyu is going to get his starting opportunity at Pittsburgh. So a lot of the buzz that's come out earlier today indicate that uh, Pitt is going to uh, go with Christian Veyu in the immediate future as the starting quarterback over Phil Dracovic. Uh, Pitt is, uh, is coming off of uh, multiple losses in a row. Um Cincinnati, West Virginia, North Carolina, and most recently against Brent Pry and uh, Virginia Tech in their white effect game. So Brent Pry, <laughs> the know, white effect, he can't get away from the white. He just, he, yeah, exactly. A poor man's yeah. white out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's like that. It's like that meme of like, like, hey, can I copy your homework? And it's just like, yeah, but just like make sure it, it like looks different or something. So you just replace the word yeah. out with effect, <laughs> and that's what you get. So, um. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts there? Christian getting his starting spot. Well, I, I think that's why he went there. Uh, in the limited time we saw him at Penn state, uh, he looked pretty good. I thought, uh, he definitely showed flashes of being able to be good. And in terms of pit where it's, you know, not to the level of program like Penn state, I definitely expected him to go in there and start right away. Uh, I do think that, you know, him running, the, the the real offense i i think he'll, he'll do do a good job yeah i saw a tweet that made me laugh it was something like uh please keep christian value in your thoughts and prayers as he attempts to uh operate uh pat narduzzi's multi-word offense <laughs> and i thought that was uh <laughs> that was perfect uh so uh yeah i mean i uh like I'm, I'm in a weird position because like I, I want him to do well, but I'm not exactly like rooting for Pitt to do well. Like, are are you rooting for him? Like, would you say that you're, like, you want him to to win? I want him to put big numbers up, but I want Pitt to lose every game. Same, yeah. <laughs> so something like he throws three, he throws three touchdowns, but Pitt's defense lets up four. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think we we can get behind that, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, um, like a lot of a lot of Pitt fans have been uh, clamoring for Christian to get his shot um, on Twitter. I mean, if the post game uh, final score tweet replies are any indication, like they're going to get exactly like what they wanted. So we'll see how it pans out for them. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's all the Penn State fo- well, football news. Uh, that I got here. I know we got a lot of other sports stuff, but you got anything else here or do you want to uh, talk about something else? Yeah. A couple interesting things in terms of uh downtown state college. Uh, okay. It was, we were supposed to be getting a Pat's like the cheesesteak from Philly uh, downtown that however got canceled. And then um, recently it was announced that um, Shaquille O'Neal's big chicken is going to be 
having a location in State College. What are your thoughts on uh, Shaquille O'Neal's restaurant coming to, coming to the Valley? Well, first of all, RIP Pat. Um, I honestly was looking <laughs> forward to getting one of those cheesesteaks uh, the next time. The next time I was there, you know, after it was open, of course. But yeah, cool. Uh, do, do you know anything about um, Shaq's restaurant? Like, is it is it good? Have you had it anywhere else? Because I haven't. Uh, I honestly haven't heard of it. I'm not sure if it's more of a, maybe like a West Coast thing since, uh, you know, he was a star in the Lakers and maybe it's just kind of spreading through through college towns and maybe like Miami because he played Miami or Orlando. So I'm really unsure, but it, lo- it looked pretty interesting. Like it looked like a like a fried chicken sandwich and like one had like mac and cheese on it. It looked like there was like maybe like pulled like a pulled pork sandwich or something with mac and cheese or like, you know, some other types of chicken sandwiches, uh, big portions, I'm sure. And then there were waffle fries in the picture and then regular fries. I'm a, I'm a big waffle fry guy. Um, that makes a yeah. big difference if I see that uh, in a menu. So big waffle fry guys. So typically if a place is waffle fries like Chick-fil-A, um, in terms of fast food, that's usually a, a thumbs up for me, even though I'm not going to eat it like hardly ever. But um, definitely if I see waffle fries, that's a thumbs up for me. What about gotcha. you? Where, you? What kind of fry guy are you? Uh, waffle definitely takes the cake. Um, however, I am a sucker for like a good crispy curly fry. Like, um, I know you, you probably don't eat at, at Arby's too often. I actually, I, <laughs> I love Arby's. Like I, I love the, I love roast beef sandwiches. So it's like right in my wheelhouse. And sometimes like when they're seasoned just right, those curly fries are just immaculate. So I, I'm, so I would say like any fry is just automatically like 10 times better when it's crispy. So, mm-hmm. you know, but if, if I had to take like a, you know, a fry in its state, regardless of like level of crispiness, it probably is waffle over anything else. Yeah, absolutely. I think the science behind that is um, because of the way it's constructed, or constructed it has the most surface area of like the outside so that that, therefore it's going to be crispier so the crispier the fry i i think the better um so that's fun that was fun any like and curly fries i i can't remember the last time i had curly fries like probably the last time i had arby's i don't even know if i've had arby's like i i honestly don't know if I might have gone like gone most of my life without Arby's and like maybe had it like once or twice in like high school or something like high school because I don't even remember having it. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I had Arby's and probably had it like once or twice in Seals Grove. But yeah, not 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 a huge Arby's guy. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, uh, any did it say like when that place is uh, supposed to open? Like is that like a coming in 2024 deal? Uh, I'm not certain, but you know, if you're a listener and you're into, uh, the state college cuisine, uh, we will definitely keep you updated because I'm sure it will be a big deal. Uh, it seems like we're becoming like chicken capital of the world because we got like the Chick-fil-A line. That's like always backed up. We got, um, Raising Cane's came in. I haven't been there yet. Um, all the people oh, from like, the South are like all the people from the South are like, Oh, it's the best in the Raising Cane sauce. And like, I'm just like, oh, I'm sure it's like the same as like the Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, but <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So if you're if you're a Raisin Cane's person, like, don't come at me. Um, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. So 
I can't all for certain say all it's just now. the same as Chipotle. <laughs> right. All they're missing now is like a Bojangles to uh, complete the like Southern chicken restaurant uh, like like empire. Yeah, and Zaxby's uh, is another one. I, I thought I've had oh, yeah. Zaxby's yep. before. I, I don't think it's as good as Chick Fil A. I think it's below that. Um, I've heard Popeyes like is is decent too. I've never had uh, Popeyes or Bojangles, but um, I know some people from the South like like Bojangles too. So um, yeah, Popeyes sandwich is uh, is pretty good. I will I will admit it's like right up there with Chick Fil A. Yeah, but since I don't leave State College too often just because there is so much to do up here, uh, don't get too many (laughs) fried chicken sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, All right, so I have uh, kind of a fun little hypothetical question. Um, This uh, topic slash question was suggested to us by my dad. and let me tell you something, Vince. Um, my dad is very much in the camp of like, yes, uh, when it comes to this question. And the question is, do you believe in superstition or are you superstitious about sports and especially about Penn State? My dad is 100% superstitious about Penn State and his sports. Uh, but so I'll let you answer. Are you superstitious? Yes. Uh some I, I I might call it a little stitious, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, but I think that just comes gotcha. from kind of being an athlete in general. Like when I would have uh, you know cross country and track meets, I'd be like, okay, I want to eat this many hours from the meet, have this exact food, warm up at this ima- exact amount of time before the start, like go to the restroom this many times, like just down to a science. Like I even like at one point we like have a specific pair of socks. I liked that like seemed very like light and they were very soft. And like, I was like, okay, these are my socks. And uh, yeah, so definitely like try to do everything in a routine. And for me, it, I, I try to do it until it doesn't work. Um, uh, so I, I, for the Eagles, I have a Devonta Smith Jersey. So I, I usually wear that for most of the games. Uh, so I noticed like, one or two of the games they lost last year. Um, I think the commanders game, I think I was traveling and I got back late and I, or I came back in like the fourth quarter or something. So like I threw it on and it didn't work, but I was like, okay, maybe I need to have this on like the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there's that. And then when the Eagles went on the Super Bowl run, I would always watch it at my friend's house because uh, he lived half a mile away and big Eagles fan. He'd always have me over. And then I, I think I made a joke that, hey, the we, we made Buffalo chicken dip and I was here for like X amount of games this year and they won every time. So we kind of kept it running through the playoffs and, you know, Surely enough, it was, you know, it was starting to work and we kept rolling with it. I, I kept bringing the same beer, Snowdrift Vanilla Porter by Lining Kugel. I don't know if they still have that. I haven't seen it at the store. So I don't know if they make that uh, that anymore, like kind of like the Harvest Patch Sandy. They don't, they stopped making that, I believe. So I'm very much like I'm a routine guy. Like I like to stick with what works. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um in terms of Penn State, uh, last year, I think when I would watch on TV, I would try to wear, I think, my Spike Shoe Invitational t-shirt. Um, 
And I think that was, I did that until it didn't work. So I think for me, that's what I would wear at home. And then for the game, it, it kind of varied just because of like weather and whatnot. But those are some of my superstitions that I would follow. I don't know why, but you know, I'm just a creature of habit. So like, you know, I just like to do the same things, do the routine. And it just must be that athlete mindset in me that has that little kind of obsession with doing things in a certain way. So what about you? What superstitions do you have for uh, maybe Penn state or the birds? Yeah. Uh, so I would say I am definitely also in the camp of being superstitious. Like I, I just don't, I don't know why I don't have a rational way to explain like certain things that I think about like Penn state, the team, the scenarios and stuff like that. Like the most recent example, like with this, uh, past whiteout against Iowa, like, I'm not going to lie when, uh, the forecast started to call for a lot of rain and it was like nighttime whiteout against Iowa, Penn state's ranked in the top 10. Like I, I started getting a little nervous because I'm like, these are the exact dominoes that were falling uh, back in 2009 when Penn State lost to Iowa when they were ranked number five. And like that, I mean, I know it's not like it's complete. I mean, it nobody's even remotely involved in the team anymore that was involved back in 2009. I mean, maybe like some support staff or whatnot. I mean, completely different team from top to bottom, but I still got nervous. Uh but yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got like a lot of examples like that. I just pulled off the top of my head here. So I can remember back as far as, uh, as 2006, when this started, because, uh, it's January 3rd, 2006, Penn state is playing Florida state in the orange bowl. Um, they got back to a BCS, uh, bowl game for the first time in a while at that point, because, uh, they were, uh, pretty lackluster in the 2003 and four regular season. 2005 was really special. They went 11 and one in that season, only lost to Michigan on a last second play, uh, beat Ohio state in like the famed whiteout game. Like that's the one that like really kind of set the stage for all the future whiteouts um, with uh, Tom Bahali, just like absolutely knocking Troy Smith off his, off his block, uh, forcing that fumble and whatnot. But um, so 2006, uh, so start of the new year, Penn state's playing in the orange bowl. Uh, the game went super late, uh, because they went into three overtimes and I was afraid that if I went to bed, Penn state would lose the game. And so I was allowed to stay up to like watch the game because I mean, we were, we were like still in middle school at the time. And so I mm-hmm. stayed up to watch the game. Penn state won fast forward a couple years, uh, Penn state versus Ohio state, 2008. Uh, Penn State is ranked number three, going to play Ohio State number eight in the shoe. Um, we watched this game at the Co- at the Cope's house, actually. Um, so we were uh, watching it uh, somewhere other than uh, my parents' house. And for a majority of that game, we did not move from where we were sitting. So anytime, like if it like if the game was not going on, like if it was a timeout, if it was a commercial, we could get up and move around. But like once the game started up again, everybody had to get back into their spots. And Penn State ended up winning that game. <laughs> Fast forward a couple of weeks from that point, also still in 2008, Penn State is playing Iowa of all teams. Again, Penn State is ranked number three in the country at this time still. Um, Iowa hung with Penn State early in the game 
and Brent Musburger, back when he uh, still did college football broadcast, said something to the effect of, oh, is this going to be one of those Saturdays? Like talking about, you know, like potential upsets and stuff like that. Um, I remember my dad, you know, very pointedly being like, shut up, Musburger, like, you know, something like that. Um, uh, We were watching that at my grandparents' house. Penn State loses that game on a last second field goal. And just that that like little kiss of death comment of like, is this going to be one of those Saturdays? Like I I just can't disconnect those things. So now let's fast forward again another eight years. Uh, 2016, Penn State versus Ohio State. You're there with me. I wore my white 26 Saquon jersey to a Penn State football game uh, in Beaver Stadium for the first time um, because it was the whiteout. Penn State obviously won that game in historic fashion. Um, and uh, I have never worn a different jersey to a whiteout since so and every time that i've worn that jersey in beaver stadium uh for a whiteout penn state has won like they have a perfect record and that includes wait, this wait, past so, game against Iowa. so you didn't wear that saquon jersey against ohio state the year after or two years later i wasn't there for that game Oh, you weren't there. I thought you were there. You went in and no, nope. I thought you went to that game in 20. What would that have nope. been? 2019. I, I wore. Yeah. So I wore. So I, I didn't go to the whiteout in 2018. Uh, um, when it was uh, Trace's last year against uh, Ohio State. And I also didn't go to the game the following year uh, when they played Michigan because I was at a wedding. I've and obviously I didn't go to the one in 2020 because nobody did, but I've been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, every time, every time since then that I've worn that jersey to a whiteout, Penn State has won. Okay, because I thought for 2018 for Ohio State, I could have swore I remember like you going in with everybody. I think I was the only one who didn't have a ticket that year, so I like kind of held down the forward at the tailgate that year. Um, maybe I'm wrong because I thought that was like the Juwan Johnson catch game. And like, I heard everyone screaming and then I saw it like 10 seconds later on the broadcast and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I do have a, a kind of a, I guess a superstition I'm going to do till it doesn't work. Uh, so for mm-hmm. the podcast, I just did like a short little video of me biking by Beaver stadium being like, Hey guys, like we're going to be doing a season preview and, uh, you know, a preview of like the West Virginia game, check out our pod. And then I did like a little video of Beaver stadium. And then I think I did it after we won and then just happened to be riding by Beaver Stadium again, like the week after that. And I was like, you know what? I've been riding by Beaver Stadium on my bike every week. And so far we're five and up. So that's something I'm going to do this year until we lose. I'm just going to keep riding my bike by Beaver Stadium at some point before the game. Northwestern. I waited till the morning of just because my schedule was kind of crazy busy and, and biking through uh, campus on like a Monday through Friday when students are in session is kind of a little chaotic. So I don't go by there too much during the week. So um, maybe I'll have to make a point to do that on, on Sunday potentially uh, to make sure I get it in earlier. That way we have a better game against UMass and then following uh, Ohio state. But you know, it's going to get pretty cold if I do that before every single game and we're heading into, uh, you know, college football playoffs, because if we go undefeated, I'm going to keep <laughs> riding my bike there. I don't care how cold it is. Like I'll complain, but as long as Penn state wins, I, I will keep on doing it. I'll like, 
one day I'll find a certain day before the game. I'll ride by Beaver Stadium, do my little video for the podcast, uh, for Instagram, and, and then I'm gonna ride my bike back home. And hopefully that's enough to bring Penn State a national championship. So that's that's my superstition that I've just started this year. Will it work? I don't know, but um, time will tell. Exactly. Yeah. Do do it until it doesn't work. And I also. You know, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch, but, you know, we uh, we started this podcast last year and in the very first year of uh, the show's inception, Penn State wins its second ever Rose Bowl. So, you know, we're just going to uh, leave that and uh, you can do with that what you will. But uh, yeah, so I think it's fair to say that we're we're both, uh, you know, we, we have our superstitious moments. So um, I think it'd be fun. Um to hear if anybody else out there has some uh, fun superstitions that they do like for like on game day, just in general, like with their sports and stuff like that. I mean, I would say that now, like we would almost consider it like kind of like bad luck if we didn't do like any communion throughout the day. It would just feel like something's mm. off, you know? Yeah. Like so there's like something little things. Yeah, that would be so off. And like another one I have is I usually I typically like lay down on or sit on the same spot on the couch. So like that's another one I do. And then for Penn State basketball last year, like I would get so amped up during like some of their close games they had on the road. I would just like they're because, you know, in, in basketball, they call it like two minutes left. They're calling like timeouts like crazy all the time. So like commercials come on and I'm like pacing around like the living room, like all hyped up nervous and i'm like okay we can't blow this or you know we got to get this we got to get this we got to pull out a w and like i just get so amped up uh like maybe because it's i because i played basketball so like i've been in games like that and kind of situations so um those are those are a couple other things i do um we'll we'll see i might have to do some new ones for basketball and try to figure out something and I'll kind of discover what works and doesn't work um i think i also wore the like like the same penn state hoodie to the game until they lost a game at home because Penn State had a really long streak of winning in the BJC but you know lost a couple games on the road so um, right we'll definitely have to see what this year's superstitions bring yeah and didn't you wear uh your Nittany Blues Rose Bowl shirt to a bunch of Penn State basketball games too that they won yeah, I think I did wear that to to a few. I think I did. All right, so we are going to leave things here for now. This is the first of two bi-week episodes that we are releasing this week, so look out for the next one coming out in a couple of days. But until then, follow us on all forms of social media. Check out our website at nittanyblues.com. Leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we'll see you in the next one.